Welcome to the latest edition of the OSU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by OSU beat writer Kelly Hines. Kelly, always good to see you. Always good to chat a little OSU football. So uh, if I'm an OSU fan, i got to be feeling pretty good right now. They they were solid on both sides of the ball against a pretty decent non-conference opponent. Yeah, I think the biggest thing was just seeing those improvements from week one to week two. That's definitely the, the trajectory that you want to be on. Um, but I definitely felt like um, given the opponent and given specific things that seem to be addressed, um, I thought that that was a really good win. Um, anytime you beat a power five opponent, that's going to be a good win, but, um, specifically to address some of the, the defensive issues and then to get the run game more established. I felt like all the way around that was, that was, um, a good week two, um, performance. So, um, the schedule, I think, is setting up nicely for um, there to be some progress, like made and, and shown during September. Um, to have you know now an FCS opponent um, that brings you know some different things, uh, but you're able to continue working on um, the things that you that you need to work on this time of year. And then you have an open date, and then Big Twelve um, play starts at Baylor. So um, it kind of seems like the the schedule. It, the way it's setting up, it, it will be a good thing for OSU. We'll talk about the defensive line a, a bit later, but you mentioned week one to week two improvements. Uh, how was communication in your mind better in the secondary against Arizona State, State versus the week before? It's kind of an issue the week before against Central Michigan. I think some of that was just because there were, you know, new different guys and new roles for them and a new defensive coordinator. But I I definitely felt like there were fewer moments in the game that, you know, it seemed like there was a miscommunication or a misassignment or or something like that. I mean, it did still happen a couple of times, but especially early in the game. But it seemed like as the game wore on, you know, those guys settled more into their roles. And and that's that's just what you want to see is is. Um, not just pro- progress week to week, but um, in-game adjustments. I think that's so huge, um, especially on defense. So um, as as the game progressed, it definitely seemed to be less of an issue. And um, obviously, when you have a def- defensive line like OSU has, that makes everything a lot easier on defense. But um, even in the secondary, it just seemed um, seemed like those guys were, were starting to come together um, as a group better than um, in week one. So about this defensive line, we, we, we talk about it every week for, for good reason, and they really kind of imposed their will in the second half. Um, I, that's kind of what we're going to see from them, right? Like this is how yeah. have they been so far. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Lacey has been so impressive. And, and you know, hearing Mike Gundy talk about, you know, like what that decision was for him to, for Tyler to come back for an additional year when he probably could have could be making money this year. Um, you know, he continued to work on the things that he needed to work on. And I think you're seeing um, just a very experienced, very dominant college player, like really taking it to that next level. And I think that's always exciting to see. I know it's early in the year and the, the opponents kind of dictate some of that, but um, the ceiling is so high for him. And I mean, he looks like an NFL player now. Um, and you just, you know, I think it's it's um, going to be a storyline for the season, just how he continues to take that next step. And, um, you know, he's, he's going to be making some money real soon. You know, he's going to be able to um, continue to show scouts what he can do. Um, he's already done that. But, um, you know, I think it can be difficult sometimes when, when players come back for an additional year to continue to, to, to make that progress. So 
Um, I think uh, he's going to be an example of a guy who, you know, it's going to work out well for. You have to think. I know it's still early, but I have to think that it's going to continue to go the direction that's going. Um, but, you know, the the rotation at defensive end is kind of interesting um, when they have so many, like, really good options. Um, but, I, you know, we don't talk a ton about the the interior um, defensive linemen because we're so caught up in, you know, what the guys on the edge are doing. But those guys are really solid, and they have um, they have depth there, too. It's just, you know, they're holding down the fort when, you know, the the guys on the edge are, are getting the sacks in the TFLs. So um, I think seeing that group work together, um, you know, Greg Richmond, who played at OSU as their position coach, um, I just feel like that 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 is such a solid group across the board. And, you know, we don't talk as much about um, the guys inside, um, but, you know, Brendan Evers, obviously, that's, that's a huge part of, of OSU's identity. But... Um, I feel like those guys get deserve as much credit as, as the guys on the edge. I forgot Greg Richmond was their position coach. I, well, I'm here to inform you of things. I, I, I appreciate all reminders because I'm old and I forget things very easily. Okay. Um, let's talk about Arkansas Pine Bluff for a second. You figure this will be a game where a lot of people might see some action. Uh, anybody you're looking to who might kind of have a breakout game or anything like that? I think more just, you know, you're going to – you're going to see most likely if things go according to plan, you're going to see most players get in the game. So um, I think, uh, you know, if, if Gunnar Gundy comes in and, and, you know, they allow him to throw a pass, that might be, um, you know, something to keep an eye on. Um, man, uh, Ollie Gordon, I, 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 he's already, you know, he has had five carries in, in two games, which isn't a lot, but he's shown some really good things. I think everyone would, would love to see a little bit more of him. But I think it's it's also one of those situations that maybe the the first and second team guys, maybe they'll get, you know, as much, they'll probably get a lot of play in this game too. You want to see more from Dominic Richardson. You you want to see um, the defense get um, more comfortable with, with its first and second team guys. So I don't think, you know, in the second quarter, if, if OSU's up big, I don't, I don't know that it'll happen that early on, but there may be a lot of rotating. Um, it just, you know, kind of, kind of just depends on, on how things go. But um, I would say probably, probably Gunnar Gundy is probably the one that I would most want to see a little bit more of um, because he needs experience for, um, you know, whatever happens after this year, after Spencer Sanders. Um, so I, I think it's just one of those games that it's going to be um, beneficial um, for those reserves. And as, as Mike Gundy talked about, you know, we, we want to play um, our walk-ons and, and, you know, the, the guys who don't get to play as much, we, we want to give them opportunities whenever possible, but you still want to take things from this game um, because it is the last game before your, your conference opener. So um, I will be interested to see how they kind of approach that. So Dominique Richardson obviously had a breakout game last Saturday, looked great. And he, I, I listened to his interview on the post-game radio show and he was in a real good mood, real, he seemed like a real, real good kid to listen to. It was, it was, you could tell he was excited and sort of proud of himself, but, uh, but in a humble way, it was, it was a really cool interview. Um, what can we expect going forward from maybe him slash the running game? Because, you know, Gundy likes to spread it around and I would imagine Dominique's not going to get 20 plus carries a ton. Uh, but how do you see the running back position breaking down the rest of the year? I think the most striking thing about um, Dominic Richardson is is just how they've continued to mold him. They took a really good player and they've just 
continue to work with him, kind of like um, you would with a quarterback. Like maybe his throwing motion isn't perfect when he comes in, but he's got a really good skill set. You know, they, they want him to be a little bit more elusive. They don't want him to feel like he has to run over guys. They want to keep him durable and healthy for the whole season um, because he's going to be a key um, part of this offense. He, he had, he tweaked his ankle, um, you know, in the game the other night and had to get it x-rayed and, and came back and he was fine, which was a, a huge sigh of relief because it's early in the season and that's, that's your number one guy. So kind of... Um, dodged a bullet there, but I definitely feel like he has grown a lot. He's in that leadership role. He's, um, he's the guy. So um, they, they want him to stay healthy and they want him to continue to work on the things that they're working on with him. So, um, you know, you're going to need three to four running backs um, who are really capable, you know, and, and once you get to big 12 play, especially like injuries are going to happen. Um, Ollie Gordon has the, done some really good things with those five carries, but that's only five carries. So um, I think that they're, they're extremely high on Ollie, but like cautiously because they, you know, it is, he is a, a true freshman and um, hasn't had a ton of experience at this level. Um, DeAndre Jackson is a guy who his transcript issues could be resolved any day now. So um, would love to see how he would fit into that rotation. Um you have some other options for sure. Um, Jaden Nixon, Zach Middleton, um, but uh, Dominic is, is such a big part of that, that, um, you know, I really feel like that game um, Saturday was big for him. He had been wanting an opportunity to show what he could do. He's, he'd mm -hmm. shown that at times in his career, but to have it, you know, in a game like that against a power five opponent, I just, it felt like that really gave him confidence. Um, moving forward and obviously the offensive line played great too but um just to see Dominic have that game it's kind of like now we can stop talking about this being a possibility it, he went out and did it so um I thought that was that was hugely important um in the scope of like the whole season so um possibly I wouldn't say a break breakout game for him but um I felt like that was a, a big game yeah all right what's the score of this game um, these games are a little bit unpredictable, um, but I definitely feel like it's going to be like 45, 10, something like that. Um, and I think OSU will pretty, pretty much immediately establish things and have a lot of success on offense. And it'll also be a, a good chance to get the defense, um, more experience, uh, more, more comfortability. Is that a word? Um, We're going to make it a word. That's a good word. I think, yeah. um, I, I just feel like this, this is a game that, um, you could just continue to focus on your, yourself and, and what you need to accomplish. And, um, you know, this is the only the, the third FBS team that, that, um, Arkansas Pine Bluff has ever faced. Uh, it's the first one that's, that's ranked. So, um, they're not really used to these um, settings. You know, they played Arkansas last year, but that was um, that game was played um, in Little Rock instead of Fayetteville. So, um, is that right? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so, anyway, I think this is this is a cool opportunity for for players from an FCS school to play in a Big Twelve venue. Um, but OSU is a really good FBS team. And I think that they will handle this game just fine. 
All right, we'll leave it there for this week. What's that? You didn't want to talk about Gilmore Girls this week? We can a little bit if you want to delve, dive into a, a smidgen and continue to lose any credibility that we had after mentioning the Kardashians two weeks ago or whenever that was. That was that was only last week, and trying trying I to block feel it out. like that those the comments that were made were extremely justified. So um, we don't have to talk about Gilmore Girls. I just will say that it, her most of its run was an extremely well-written and entertaining television show. So, so oh, yeah. It, did you watch the, what do you call it? The, the, the four movies that came out? What was that? A, a year in the life or a, I don't Something know. Like yeah. But there was four of them, right? Yeah. I didn't, I liked the concept. I liked some of the storylines. I didn't love the product. Um, I don't know. It, it was kind of hard to watch. It, and it's, it kind of goes back to like, you know, I, I mentioned before how much I dislike friends watching it now, but like watching um, that Gilmore Girls revival or whatever you want to call it, like, I'm like, maybe get, this show wasn't as good as what I remember. And that kind of takes away from it. But then I'll, if I see a rerun or something on TV and I'll watch, I'm like, well, that was pretty, I feel like it was pretty good. Um, but I don't think that that, even though like fans were like clamoring for, for that, um, revival, I, I, it didn't really do anything for me. Like I felt like the, the series itself and the way it ended, that was enough for me. I didn't need that, um, that whole production. And, and when people talk about, oh, let's, you know, there should be another one. I'm like, no, I feel like you've done enough damage. Um, we can we can all move on from it. So when I talk about Gilmore Girls, like to myself in my head, um, I don't really like count the the revival or whatever you want to call it. I, that that to me wasn't completely true to the characters. Like Rory, especially, you know, she was going through some stuff, I guess. But her, everything that happened in those those four seasons. Um, that was, it was kind of rough to watch. Um, but I think that's also part of, of what people experience in their twenties and they're still trying to figure things out. And, but the one thing that really stuck out to me was, you know, she, uh, she had been told by Logan's dad that she wasn't cut out for like a career in journalism. Mm -hmm. And then you like think back on that and you're like, oh my gosh, was he right? And that's, that was like really the only thing that was like, uh, like really like, stuck out to me about, you know, seeing all of that was, you know, that, that comment that he made. Um, but that's, I said, I didn't have much to say about Gilmore Girls and here we are several minutes. I started later. saying for, for not having a lot to say, you just said a lot. That's kind of how things go for me. But yeah, I mean, it's not typically the kind of show I would normally watch, but it, I, I, I watched it a lot and thought it was insanely well, well written, as you said, and I'll pretty much watch anything Lauren Graham is in because I just yeah she's she's really good, she's um, really good. and she was perfect for that role. And I thought she was good in Parenthood. That was another, yeah. another show. She, she I just if she's in it, I'm probably gonna watch it. Yeah, and you know I I have good reason to have watched it because that was on when I was like in junior high and high school, and I was the age of of mm -hmm. Rory, and then you know we're both going into journalism, so it's a little bit weirder that you watched it. It makes sense for me though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> nice shot. Did you 
did you know you wanted to be a sports writer that early? I, I didn't. <laughs> didn't ever plan to be a sports writer. <laughs> we can talk about that on another podcast. Oh, wow. All right. Um, I yeah. definitely wanted to go into journalism um, whenever I was in high school. Um, my senior year, I was um, like newspaper editor. We had a, like a, our school had a quarterly newsletter for alumni that, that we put together. And then um, like a, I don't know, monthly uh, newspaper for students. And I started doing that and I really enjoyed it. So it was, um, during my senior year when things were really clicking for me and I, I really wanted to work in journalism, just wasn't really sure what that was going to look like, but, um, I got a, uh, a journalism scholarship, um, to OSU and, um, basically not a lot of people applied for those. I'm not really sure why, but they um, essentially said, as long as you keep saying that your degree is journalism, you will get another scholarship. Like you'll get it basically renewed. It's like a one-year scholarship. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna do that. And so I was living in the honors dorm at OSU with um, a lot of, like, I ran into a friend at, at the OSU game the other day who's a doctor now, it's great for him. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the, the people from the dorm, you know, they're mechanical engineers and uh, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm still doing that journalism thing. Um, but uh, I didn't really fit in there, um, which is fine. Uh, but I, I just, I started working at the Ocali whenever I was a freshman and I, I just kind of stuck with it, but it wasn't, the sports writing stuff didn't come till much later. So, um, but I am celebrating this week, uh, 15 years since I was hired at the Tulsa World. Um, I haven't aged at all. So I don't know where really? the 15 years went, but uh, they went by real fast. No kidding. I know it's years. crazy. You, wow. you haven't aged either. It's crazy. Yeah, you're, wow. <laughs> you, you have gray hair, whereas I just cover the gray. I'm yeah, clearly I'm a natural blonde. <laughs> My hair, my, my hair has issues. Well, you were the first one to, when they, when we created that, that crazy overnight ship, weren't you the first one to occupy that position? I was kind of like a guinea pig and I got, were. so like, whenever I was hired, um, I knew at that point I wanted to write, but most of my experience from college and from my, my internship, um, most of that was, um, editing. Um, so mm -hmm. I needed someone to take a bit of a chance on me. And, um, the Tulsa world was like, Oh, we have this 3am to 11am position that you will have zero supervision for most of the time. Um, but it, you know, it's, it's not going to pay great. It's very like entry level. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I interviewed for that and, um, I don't know that anybody else wanted that job. So um, it worked out really well for me. I absolutely loved it. Um, as did, you, did you remember, really? you remember me just being cranky all the time um, back then because I didn't really get a lot of sleep. But um, I loved that, um, you know, I was 22 years old and um, writing stories that were going on our website. No, no one was really editing them because no one was working during that time. And I covered crazy stuff um but it was the best experience um you know did uh video took photos mm -hmm. um it was just like looking back like the best first job that I could have ever asked for um you know everyone has different paths that get them to where they are but that that for me was um a really good experience and I, I did that for 16 months and you know then I got laid off and then I somehow got back on the, the track um and 
wound up where I am now. But um, at that time, uh, I was so excited to be working, and I still am. I still love working in the tools world. I have to say that, but. Um, go I just remember like the my first day at the Tulsa world I didn't have to work at 3 a.m that day but you know you go through all the HR stuff I just remember like you know having grown up reading a newspaper every day and anytime you see a movie or anything about journalism and they're in and people are in a newsroom just like being so excited to be in a newsroom mm -hmm. uh and experience that I just remember like that was so exciting it just the, the only downside for me was most days I was like for most of my shift, I was in the newsroom by myself, but um, it would be so exciting when people would start coming in at like, you know, nine or 10 in the morning and we'd have a little bit of an overlap. But um, I, I just would come to the newsroom and, and track everything that happened uh, overnight and um, just write my own stories and oh here's Layla okay there's the cat appearance there's the cat we just we just have if if we just wait long enough there will yep. be a cat appearance was that Layla um, that was Layla yeah okay here she comes again there she is again she's like no one's paying attention to me could yeah, you not she, yeah all right so yeah that's um that's that's how I got here huh all right well, I'm still here it's crazy well, and you're still here. We'll, we'll and we'll, we'll we'll talk more more history next week. But I'm gonna give you a TV assignment. Oh gosh! That you have until next Wednesday to fulfill. I want you to watch one episode of Yellowstone. You got to do it. Like probably like the first episode. Probably so, but that one is like two hours long. It's a double episode. Oh, gosh, do I have to watch all of it? Uh, is this not, okay, here's a different question. I'll watch okay. all of it, but is it something that I need to be like, can I do something else during that time or do I need to be like really focused on it? It's not like an Aaron Sorkin show where the dialogue is so rapid you can't keep up unless you're 100% focused. It's not like that. Okay. Uh, it's almost, I would dare say, the exact opposite. It, it's, it's slow. It's, it's, no, it's not slow. It's just not. In my head, it's slow. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I'm, I'm just imagining that it's so no, I'm pro I promise. It's like, it's like every word. It's just, it's perfectly written in that it's not overwritten. It's not, it's, the dialogue is legit. But you could you multitask watching it? Probably. It's hard for me to find two hours to just be, like, I would be on my phone during that time. Like, I'd, like scrolling or, like, interacting. You could do, you could do that. But the acting's. Oh. I mean, Kevin Costner is obviously the headliner, but the I mean, anything with Kevin Costner, like I should be able to get through. You should be, yeah. But he's he's not the only one. Like there's some other. Everybody's great in it. The acting's really, really good. I think Cole Hauser is awesome in it. And how many seasons are there now? I uh, in I think it's November thirteenth. They start season five, I believe. Oh gosh. Okay. The last thing I need is to like be really into a show with a lot of episodes. Like I, I mean, it's football season. I have to get stuff done. True, but 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 streaming show seasons are like ten episodes. I mean, you can power okay. through. Okay, as long as yeah, if 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 it's like, but I, I like the like um like short episodes, like seasons that like um I watch weird stuff like um Never Have I Ever, um, which is like a, a teen uh drama comedy um that Mindy Kaling um created and produced I think I think all of those things are true um I like that because it's pretty mindless and you don't have to pay super close attention all the episodes are short and it's only 10 episodes in a season so like I could like w knock out a few in a day and like literally yeah. have like um 
accomplished nothing during that time. Um, I don't like anything that like requires me to pay close attention because I'll lose interest so fast. If I don't, if I, if I am not paying close attention and something important happened, I'm going to be like, do I need to rewind this or do I just move on? <laughs> the, I, I struggle with TV. It's, I just like things that are dumb and you're not going to think about later. All right. But yeah. I will, I, I will, I will watch an episode of your show. Watch it and then let's let's. I'll, I'll be very interested to see what you think. But uh, to hear you explain what you just said, you 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 might not make it through two hours. I'm gonna do my very best. Do your best, and I. I, I love but it. I will say next week I don't. Next week isn't a game week, so I should have. I should be able to find a couple hours in my schedule. You can find two hours. Okay. All right, we're we're getting out of here. So you can download us for free uh, at Google, Apple, and Spotify. And check in next week when we'll talk a little OSU football. And you never know what TV show we might uh, bring up. We're going to have to talk about Yellowstone next week. So whatever. That's right. We'll recap Yellowstone now that Kelly has some homework. All right. Appreciate the knowledge. We'll check in next week. Sounds good. All right.